Welcome to the Fit Dad Club podcast. You're here with Travis Jones today and Jason Barrett. Jace, how you doing today, mate? I'm good, man. I'm uh, I'm flirty and dirty and thirty now. Finally, <laughs> finally cracked the big three zero, and uh, and yeah, you know, uh, now finally ready to move up in the world. Oh, mate, I've got I've got uh, my lawnmower and my Weber and my golf sticks and sticks clubs. Now I'm good. Clubs, <laughs> yeah. they're called clubs now that you're thirty. Oh, right. <laughs> I've got to use the right time. <laughs> so with this guy, oh, mate, I'm. I'm very, I'm closer to 40. I've got one year and like two months until I'm 40. Um, always actually coming to say that I always see these people on Instagram and TikTok nowadays, the Instagram yeah. of the TikToks on the web. Yeah. Um, and you know, they're 20 years old. They got abs and they're like, Oh, follow my program to, to do this, you know, to get abs and lose weight and all the rest of us. Like, dude, if you don't have abs when you're 20, uh, like when you have no commitments and no constraints on your life, like something's wrong, something's wrong. And that's for anyone who's listening. If you didn't have ads, it's just an education experience back then, or maybe you just drank way too much. Um, but your testosterone's through the roof. You've got nothing holding you back in life, no constraints. You really, at the end of the day, could sleep as much as you want as I look at the bags under my eyes for anyone looking on, watching on YouTube right now with my kids. Like yeah. you, you're, you don't have the same financial stress or pressures. You're probably mm. not married, probably not when you're 20. You could be, but most probably at this time in our lives, um, in our generation, you're not. So it's like your level of stress is so much lighter. So if you're trying to listen to someone who's there, who's 20 telling you how to get abs, it's like nine times out of 10, they're probably giving you something that doesn't meet the current level of constraints that you are facing. And that's nine times out of 10. There is the 10% that they understand, but 90% of the people don't understand the constraints um, of your life and they don't have the life experience to help you. Okay. Um, and I think that's a big thing. And this brings us to today's episode on mental toughness. Um, we're going to talk about mental toughness and, and it's a, it's a big thing. I think, um, it's big in the world. Okay. Of personal development, um, right now. And I'm not going to talk or get David Goggins mental toughness is like, you're just a piece of shit and go run 200 miles. Um, and like, you know, anyone that says a negative comment, like record it and play it back to yourself and, you know, you can use that as your mixtape to motivate you in life. Like, I don't think we're there either yet. I think there's somewhere of a spectrum of like mentally weak to David Goggins. And I feel like mental toughness is in the middle. Um, yeah. The guy taking jobs, not f just to do hard shit. Like, I don't think I would uproot my life and go live in the bush to dig fire trails just because I want to do hard things each day. Um, yeah. But you know, power to him on his version of mental toughness. I think we all have to find how mentally tough do we need to be based on the goals that we're trying to achieve, right? Because if you have no, no goals, then cool. You don't have to be mentally tough. Be as mentally weak as you want to be um, or as you want. Yeah, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter at all, right? Mm -hmm. But if you have some form of goals, then you need some form of mental toughness because I believe that mental toughness is the ability to do what you what you said you were going to do, even when you don't want to do it. I think that's the crux of mental toughness. What do you think, mate? I agree. I think that a lot of people are, um, you know, there's a great book by Don Miguel Ruiz, uh, The Four Agreements. One of the agreements is be impeccable with your word, right? Yeah. And I think there are a lot of people that let their words slip. And as a dad, you can't, you cannot let your word slip. You cannot let your um, word not be your bond and really follow through on everything you say because your kids are going to see incongruence. 
And you, they're going to see someone who says they're going to do one thing and then does another thing. My wife um, recently, she got annoyed because I'm on bulk at the moment. So I'm a bit a bit slack with my food from time to time in terms of oh, I'll wake up, you know, when I'm making my normal breakfast, still, you know, Weet-Bix and protein and yogurt and berries. But then I, um, you know, I'll occasionally while I'm making it, have like a digestive, one of those little digestive cookies. I'll just snack on that while I, uh, while I make my, you know, a, a pre-breakfast snack. And she's like, look, I really don't want you to, um, you know, as much as yes, you're bulking, you can track it, you can have it, whatever. I don't want my kids, our kids, seeing you um, eat a chocolate biscuit first thing in the morning for breakfast. Um, and I was like, you know what? I understand. That's fair, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. I know it's only 80 calories. Oh, no, no, fine. It's all right. I'll, uh, I'll let it go. And then even when she's not been out there, the kid hasn't been out there, I still don't do it. Reason why is because I said I wouldn't. Right. Mm. Being impeccable with your word. And, and we've talked about this before where it just builds your confidence over and over again. Um, but as Trav said, it makes you by, by committing to that, it does make you more mentally tough because more often than not, when you've got a goal, you've got to make harder choices to do it. Otherwise, everyone would have a six pack. Everyone over the age of 40 would have abs and be strong and be fit if it was easy and it required easy choices that didn't require some degree of mental toughness or fortitude to kind of close out the world around you and make the choice that's best for you. Um, at the end of the day, if you don't have goals, again, as I said, none of this matters. But by saying to yourself, I'm going to achieve this goal or saying, yeah, because people kind of bitch out of it by saying, oh, I, I want to achieve this goal. Not I will achieve this goal. Not I will work to it. Oh, I want to do it. Right? Yeah, I want, want's not going to get you very far. <laughs> they, they, go, they go, I want to achieve this goal. And then they say, I should do this training or I should eat this food. Both yeah. want and should are words that need to be taken out of your vocabulary and just not use at all, all right? Mm -hmm. You don't want something, I will or I will not, okay? It's as simple as that. I must or, you know, I won't, you know, like, mm -hmm. it's like you must do this training because I will achieve this goal. Or like, I think the power of language is probably the most crucial thing that we can use. Not only like the spoken word, Okay, being peckable with your spoken word, but being peckable with your internal word. I think that is a big thing as well. Yeah, it's it's taking control of that voice inside your head, the one that kind of gives you the excuses and you sort of reason your way through things. And you've got to, you do have to kind of like lasso it. It's like a bull. You've got to, you've got to kind of throw a lasso around it and be like, all right, no, this is what we're doing. And that conscious power and that conscious thought really overrides everything else. So if you've got that little negative chatter, you've got to consciously control it and go, no, this is what we're doing. I'm doing 10 reps or I'm going to the gym right now. Nothing's stopping me. That all it takes is that, one pattern interrupt of your regular regular program schedule to get you moving in the right direction. Yeah, dude, I think the more you listen to, I would label it as your inner bitch. Um, the more you listen to your inner bitch, the louder it becomes, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's good to label or name your inner bitch, um, especially as your, because we, we have these two identities. You have that person on one shoulder and you have that other person on the other shoulder. One is the mentally tough version of you and they just might be a little bit quieter at the moment. If you're not achieving the goals you want, you're starting on your journey and your inner bitch is going to be really loud because your inner bitch has been loud forever because they're like, eat the burger. You're like, hey, why not? Hey, sit on the couch and have a nap. Yeah, hey, why not? Hey, you don't need to do that extra stuff. Yeah, of course I don't, right? So they've become so loud and you can't even hear that 
you know, inner warrior or that inner hero version of you. And if we can label them um, and you can call it, you're in a bitch if you want. It's like, shut up. That's the inner bitch talking. You could call it an actual name like Oscar the Grouch. It's the, the grouchy version of you. I don't care what you want to name it. Um, call it something. But if we label something, then we can ask it to go away, right? Because that is, I don't identify with that name. As soon as you start to identify and say, that is me, I have this bad dialogue. Now, all of a sudden, you're identifying that that is you, okay? And that is a part of, no, it is just some words going through your head and you can associate with it or not because every single person, every, and it's like, oh, am I the only one? Yes, you're, every person in the world has an inner bitch. Hmm. Every single one, right? And coming back, David Goggins has an inner bitch, okay? Everyone, I have one, you have one. But the less we listen to it and the more we listen to that inner boss, the, the version of us is like, just do the work, man. Step up. You've got some fucking goals. Like, achieve some shit today. Um, oh, I don't want to. Yeah, it's like, shut up, bitch. We're doing it anyway. Like, the more we listen to that inner boss version of us, the more the bitch just cows down and, like, goes away. Um, and we hear it less and less. It doesn't mean we don't hear it at all, but it starts to become white noise. It starts to be, just be this background noise, like the supporting character rather than the main character. At the moment, a lot of us, the main character is the inner bitch that's running your life. It's probably why you broke, have a shit relationship, and it's fat as hell, right? So, you know, if we are going, you know what? I'm going to change my life. I, I want to be healthy. I want to have a great relationship with my partner. I want to progress further forward in my work. You know, then we need to silence the inner bitch, which says you have a lack of energy. Yeah, of course you can have a lack of energy. You're going to have a lack of energy for a while until you change your habits right? Hmm. You know, you have to silence them. And over time, that will go away, right? And it will go away to the point where you're only listening to that inner boss. It's like, I'm tired. I'm doing the work because you know what? That's what I said I'm going to do. And I think it's understanding you have the common humanity about this, that all of us have these two dialogues, every single person in the world. It's just some of us don't listen to that bitch as much. Hmm. Like we think about everyone's got also intrusive thoughts, random shit that you think about, right? You're driving down the freeway, you see like a group of cyclists and you just think in your head, what would happen if I just, just swerved? Just, just a little, 100%. yeah, like you have that. And it's like, and then maybe, you know, maybe one of them, they're, they're riding maybe in the full lane and they're blocking it off. Apologies to any cyclists. It's not, it's not just you guys, right? There's yeah, bad drivers. What if I just fucking ran my car? That guy who cut me off. What if I just did that? Like we have those sorts we don't act on them all. We don't, if we did, the world would be fucking chaos, right? So, but you could recognize that about, well, that was kind of fucked up. You can apply the same yeah. rhetoric to the inner bitch and really be like, well, hey, wait, you're telling me I can, what, order the, the cheeseburger and the fries and just smash that all down now and just drink a bunch of, no, well, we don't do that. That's, that's some intrusive shit coming in there. Um, but it, it takes practice. It takes practice and intention to listen to it. A lot of people think they'll start a program and they just, they hope and pray. They cross their fingers like, oh, you know what? This will be the time. Um, I've even spoken to some clients recently who are like, you know, I've actually done a lot better than I thought I was going to do. I was like, well, why are you downplaying how well you're going to do before you've even started? You're already like, you know what? Nah, these things never really work for me. It gives me a good motivation to sign up to a program. And then, uh, and then, you know, I just do nothing with it. And then, yeah, yeah, I guess that's fine. Um, I signed up, did it again. Oh, I started walking for a week and then I stopped. Oh, well, maybe this whole fitness thing isn't for me. Um, but you've got, to, you've got to take conscious control and direct it into the direction that you want to go. Um, and it takes time. 
right? Don't expect to yeah. be in, in a boss overnight. Um, that inner bitch has been, you know, has been yelling. It's got a megaphone. It's been going for years, right? You've got to start taking power away from that. Um, but you've got to have a big enough reason why you're doing it. Because if you're just like doing it for the sake of doing it, no, like no one's going to listen to that. No one's going to dig a trench because like, you know, think back to like World War One, World War Two. No one's going to dig a trench for no reason, right? They're not out there sitting there dying and fighting for no reason. Well, you know, the, the government, whatever, you can talk what you want. But for a lot of them, it was like, hey, there are, there are fucking millions and millions of people dying um, and being tortured and oppressed. We've got to stop that. There's a big enough reason why they pushed mm -hmm. through those times. Now, I'm not saying you've got to go out there and fight World War II, but fuck, if there's a big enough reason behind what you're doing and you want to be a good example for your kids, then all of a sudden it doesn't become about all these little, oh, should I have a salad? Should I have a burger? That's not even the fucking mental bitch conversation you're having anymore. It's, it's, it, it's an automatic. It's a given as to what you're choosing because you know what it means for you long term. Mate, 100%. So I think... You know, one, there's a common humanity. Everyone's having this. Um, actually, going back to what you said about the driving the people off the road, I used to have those thoughts and I still have those thoughts. And yeah. before I actually knew that other, because I didn't know other people had those thoughts, I thought I was just a psychopath. I literally thought I was a psychopath. Um, <laughs> I was like, dude, I think, I think you're, you, you are a psychopath. I never acted on any of it, but I was like, something man, wrong with something, I was like, like literally like 10 years ago, I was having these thoughts. I was like, man, I think there's something wrong with me. Um, like I'm I thinking saw, about I, like- I saw a reel the other day where he's like, he's got a hot cup of tea and he's like, do you want, oh uh, uh, yeah, thanks man. Be careful, it's really hot. He's like, just throw it, just throw it in his fucking face. <laughs> the hot cup of tea in his face. And he's just like, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but in saying that, I didn't know that that was just a thing. Um, to, other people might not know that there is an inner bitch and there is an inner boss and everyone has this sort of um, spectrum that they go towards as well. So like we all have it, but it's only going to come more uh, available inside your mental uh, battle when you're actually trying to progress to achieve a goal. Right. If you're not progressing to achieve a goal and you have like learned helplessness, like oh, I'm fat, I'm big boned, like, um, I, and you've, uh, essentially have that label of despair and you've just given up, then of course you're not going to have an inner bitch or inner boss voice in a fight because you're not trying to achieve anything whatsoever. So there is no dialogue going through your head, just living through your life. And you just mm -hmm. seem to be like overweight and lack of energy. Um, so, but if you were trying to pursue something, pursue the best version of you, that's hard. Okay. And, and that is when we are, have to become mentally tough. And we're like mental toughness comes in the pursuit of pursuing that very best version of you, doing the hard things, okay? And that's when we have to go, we have to lean in to that inner boss and go, you know what, silence you. I said I was going to do something. I'm, I'm going towards a goal of these process-oriented daily tasks that I need to hit. Oh, it's raining outside. My inner bitch goes, oh, it's raining. You can't go for a run in the rain. You'll get wet. My inner boss is like, dude, my skin's fucking waterproof. Go for the run. Like, you know, we You're have, have a shower later today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what am I going to do then? I'm going to wear a raincoat in the, in, the, in the shower just so I don't get wet there as well. Like yeah, stinky. <laughs> so like you can always find a reason not to do something and you can always find a reason to do something. But, and everything is a sacrifice. And that's, I think that's what we have to understand. You are either sacrificing the ability to become the best version of you. Okay. So I, I'm going to go for my run today. I'm going to do my workout. I'm going to eat my nutrition according to my plan today. So like in doing that, you have to sacrifice something because 
I have to sacrifice this hour of my life to do something that maybe I don't want to do right now in pursuit of the greatest version of me. Okay. So you're sacrificing an hour of time or you're giving that time and you're sacrificing that goal and you're giving that time to TikTok or you're giving that time to YouTube or you're giving that time to sleep or you're giving that time to whatever you're giving that time to. Either way, everything's a sacrifice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Every single thing you're sacrificing, going and eating like seven double quarter pounders to maybe making a burger at home. You're sacrificing, you know, time with your partner to do this. Like as long as you understand it's a choice and people say, and I think that's a big thing. They feel powerless. Okay. Because they don't believe they have the choice. But no, I don't have enough time to train. You do. You have 24 hours. Okay. You might work 12. You are choosing not to train. Oh, but then I have to, you know, I've got to spend time with you. Yes, you do have to spend time with you. Oh, then I have to spend time. But yes, you do have to spend time with your partner. Okay. You might not train every day. Okay. But you need to find 45 minutes, maybe three or four times a week. Can you do that? Do you work the weekends? No, I don't. Well, then you train twice on the weekends. You train twice during the week, right? Everything is about the language we speak and understanding that everything is a choice. It's a, you don't... Because I, I, I do a lot like our onboardings with new people coming in, people feel powerless. I think that's the problem. Hmm. Powerless yeah, in their life. Yeah. Um, I think that's that's the biggest thing because they they don't believe they have a choice. Hmm. They believe that this is the life that they were given. They have no time. Some people I can't afford you know a lack of money and they've got a lack of like resources. And all of a sudden they've decided they decided because it was a choice that this is my life. And then they're saying, I want to change my life, but this is my constraints. And the constraints are so large that they've actually pigeoned themselves and limited themselves not being able to change anymore. I think mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing. So we yeah, need to they, overcome that. They, they get um, so caught up in all of their limitations and half the problem is also, you know, the stuff they see on Instagram and TikTok and YouTube, it's like, this is the way you have to train. This is the way you have to eat. This is like, this food's bad. This food's good. No, you can't have this, but you have to have this. And it gets so confusing. They're like, well, in order for me to lose weight, the only way I've ever lost weight before was doing keto. And when I was, you know, playing sports six days a week, when I was 20, I can't do that anymore. Therefore, and they make that this, um, this, it's got a complex equivalence. They've got this, this means that I can't get fit again, or I can't lose weight because I can't do keto again or because it wasn't sustainable and I didn't enjoy it. I can't get fit again because I can't play sports six days a week like I used to. Fuck, no one's saying that you have to. No one's saying that that is the plan. It comes back to the the 20 year olds, you know, on abs and with PEDs. Um, uh, did I say on abs? With abs, uh, on PEDs, um, performance enhancing drugs for those of you who don't know. But um, yeah, these, these kids that are taking roids or like whatever, and they're just either that or they're able to train fucking two hours a day mm. because they've made it their, their living to be able to just live in the gym and create everything around their, their nutrition and their training and their lifestyle. That it, they say, oh, fuck, I can't do that. So I can never have that physique. Well, there's a number of reasons you won't have that physique. But beyond that, that's not the only way to get there. Everyone's got a path laid out for them. So so if you let go of the excuses and the bullshit around why you can't do it, instead, start asking yourself the question. This comes back to language, the power of asking yourself better quality questions. This is what Tony Robbins talks about, right? The, the quality of your life is determined by the quality of the questions you ask yourself. If you're asking yourself, 
how could I achieve this with the time I've got available? How could I make this work? Then you'll be surprised at the answers that you'll find. But mm. society is so focused on the negative and so focused on what they can't do and why they can't make it happen. And this is the bad thing. And this is bad. Thing. Oh, no, I can't do it because, you know, I've got all these commitments. Fuck, plenty of people have those commitments and have still made it happen. It's just not important enough to you. And you've just got to accept that. You've got to accept that you haven't made this enough of a priority in order for you to make any kind of meaningful sacrifice, whether it's 45 minutes of sleep in the morning that you then dedicate instead to getting some, you know, getting some ways, or whether it's the money that you're not willing to allocate towards, um, you know, towards some gym equipment that you can take at home or some extra set of dumbbells that'll help you actually challenge yourself when you're at home doing the workout or the time that's spent tracking the food that takes five minutes per meal, just go boop, 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 boop. You're not willing to make that sacrifice in order to achieve your result. And that's okay. But you've just got to admit to yourself that it's because you're not committed, not because it's too hard for you because mm. all these external circumstances are coming at you and it's the world's fault and that's the only way to do it. And no, it's bullshit. Just admit to yourself that you're not committed enough to make that level of commitment and that's fine. It's not important enough to you. But I'm not saying it has to be important enough for you to fucking abandon your kids and go to the gym seven days a week, right? That's what I, I know. That's what a lot of the kids will be like. If you can't, if you're a stay-at-home mum and you can't find an hour a day to train, you don't care. Fuck. I've been at home with my wife for the last, um, the first honestly three four months. I was training her out the back. It was going really well. We had a baby that slept through the night. Fucking don't worry, guys. We got our comeuppance for that. It's all right. Um, we had a baby that slept through the night. Um, I would take her through a session three or four times a week out the back with some of the dumbbells and stuff we had. Went and bought some stuff. She's doing great. She's gone back to her pre um, baby weight, which is a goal for her, which is awesome. Um, the last two months have been. Uh, uh, now the baby has longer awake periods. She's been napping for less time. She's been waking up throughout the night. It's been a lot harder for someone else to come along and say, you're just not committed enough. You know what? I can attest that if my wife had the opportunity, she would do it, but there are other things that are higher priority and she's okay with that, right? If she wanted to sacrifice time with her child, yeah. Yeah, well, our child, you know, not just her child. Um, but if she wanted to, if, if anyone wanted to sacrifice time with their kids, you know, if health was a high priority than your kids, but for us, that's not the priority and that's okay. But that's not what we're saying. We're saying track your food a little bit, be mindful of what you eat, focus on getting in some steps, get a couple of sessions in a week where you can, right? As the dad, we get a little bit more, especially if you're working, you get a bit more flexibility, right? You leave the house. You don't have, you know, kids to worry about at that point in time. You can take 45 minutes, go to the gym, then go into work or do it on the way home or something along those lines. Like you have some flexibility in there. Um, and if you don't, you know, hey, I'll take the kids off your hand. We're going to go for a run and do some push-ups at the park, right? <laughs> in the rain? Yeah, sure. Trav told me the skin's waterproof. They're fine. <laughs> but just understand that if you're not willing to do even the littlest thing, towards it right like i understand if you're doing as much as you can awesome but if you're not willing to do the littlest thing towards it then just admit to yourself that it's not that important to you that it's a it's a nice pipe dream that i'm just going to get fit one day and be healthy but it doesn't actually matter that much to you meat pies and beers matter more and if that's you that's okay own who you are right master you're in a boss oh your inner bitch is saying oh you can't drink another beer your inner boss is like fuck you yeah, i can right yeah. if that's you go for gold mate that's that's you probably not listen to this podcast though but I think that's the biggest thing. It's like, you do you. Um, mm. That's the biggest thing. But if you're listening to this podcast, then you probably want to be a fit dad, right? You know what fit so. dads do? Yeah, like I would say you would. Um, so, and especially if you're this far into the episode. So anyway, <laughs> so, but if, if you want to be a fit dad, then you probably, you, you do have some form of internal dialogue. You do have some form of sacrifice you need to make. You do have, 
um, some form of internal choice prioritization going on. And if you're fat right now, your priorities were not fitness. It's just simple. Okay. It just is what it is. And that's okay. You might've had priorities that overtook at certain times in your life, but that doesn't mean you need to gain 20, 30 kilos. You might've just gained five kilos because whilst fitness not, might not have been your priorities, you could have eaten healthy. Okay. And I've also gained weight in my life for anyone who doesn't know. So yeah, fitness wasn't my priority and I made excuses. I made justifications and I blamed other people, but more so the excuses and justifications. And I definitely was listening more to my inner bitch. Right. So I was just like you. So I'm not calling you out. I'm calling the older or the old version of me out as well. So, but you have to be called out. You have to have a mirror up in your face because we need to own that shit before we move on. Because if you don't own it, you're going to relive that same scene over and over again for the next decade. And you're going to still be that bitch. Okay. That's mentally weak, constantly making excuses and saying, this is why I'm overweight, having excuses. No, the reasons why you are overweight and did not lose the weight is because you were mentally weak and you never became mentally tough to do the things that you need to do, even though you didn't want to do them. Because over time, you'll get fit. You want to do them more often. You still want want to do them all the time, but you'll do it and you still do it anyway, right? And that's just the truth. So internal dialogue, biggest thing, I think things that we can help the internal dialogue, you know, where our focus, again, going back to a bit of Tony Robbins, where our focus goes, our energy flows. So if you're constantly listening to the person inside your brain um, and all the problems and the excuses and blaming the world for where you're at with your weight, then of course, um, you're going to have low energy and you're going to see all the, you know, again, we talk about the reticular activating system. The more you focus on the problems, the more you'll see all the problems around you. And all of a sudden you have problems on top of your problems and you'll see all the reasons why you can't lose weight. But if we shift out into gratitude, into perspective, and again, we have talked about this. It's like, yeah, you're saying you don't want to go for a walk. It's like, I use perspective um, against myself when I'm like that. And I'm like, man, you don't want to go for a walk. There's someone out there who lost their legs today in a car accident. But they would dream to have one more walk. And you can walk and you're not doing it. Like I go to the complete extremes. You know, talk about, you know, we talk about catastrophizing. I like internal catastrophize to then push me in the right direction to actually do the work. Um, in, in, I, like I flip it, flip it on its head. It's like, dude, you are a bitch if you're not going for a walk. Like people would dream to go for a walk right now, right? And you're saying, I don't want to because I'm a little bit tired. I'm sure they'd be tired too, but that would just do it. So mm. I kind of flip it on its head. It's like, man, you don't want to have a salad. Like you don't want to eat this food. There's people that don't even get to eat tonight. Like, come on, like, what is wrong with you? Um, and, and, but this is my mental headspace, right? I have these like weird ass conversations with myself. Um, but I, I think it's just understanding the fact that we all have conversations, we all have the choice to be mentally weak or mentally tough. And if we can focus on more positive, okay, we will start to see more positive and we'll start to see more solutions. So we can start and use gratitude. Like using gratitude is such a crucial thing. Using perspective, and that was a perspective shift that I just talked about before. Like if you're feeling down, you have a perspective shift, you change your perception of what's actually going on and you get to work. Have gratitude, start to see the great things in your life. You start to feel more positive. Something who's Someone who's more positive will start to listen to their inner boss more. 
all right? Because they start to see more solutions. And they say, hey, what's the worst thing that could happen? I feel good from going for a walk. My endorphins go increase. Like, I get out in nature. Hey, I get, you know, maybe you didn't shower today. I get a shower in the rain for free. Um, like, you, know, you start to see the positives. So I think it's use gratitude daily. Start focusing on that. That's going to help you see more gratitude. That's going to give you a more positive mindset. That's going to give you more positive internal dialogue. That will get turn in turn, make it easier to stick to the commitments that you said you're going to do. And I think this is the next thing is like changing your life and being mental, t- mentally tough is simply a commitment. So I'm choosing and I'm committing to being the most mentally tough version of me. What does that mean? Like everyone's going to be mentally tough, as we said at the start, on their own level. But you're committing to a version of you with a set of standards. And if you haven't written your standards down, how are you going to be mentally tough? Okay. So standards, probably the biggest thing to start to move towards the most mentally tough version of you. Yeah. Standards are what essentially support you to like, this is my default. This is my base level. This is what I don't drop below, right? Your standard is your minimum expectation for yourself, right? It's your, it's your, 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 um, your waterline. Right. That's where everything flows. It doesn't go below that. If something goes below that, it's because we've had a hole blasted in the ship, right? And we're sinking. There's some other shit going on. But um, you've got standards or a lack of standards in every area of your life. And your life is a reflection of your standards. Again, this is some Tony Robbins stuff, but your current life and the way you currently look is a reflection of your standards of your health and fitness or your lack of standards of your health and fitness, right? You can look at Two different people. One of them, if they look fit, right? You might look at travel myself and say, cool, you know, I'm not you know, the buffest guy in the world, but you know, they have some level of standard of their health and fitness. They have some level of standard. Like I came to the, I was going to the gym just before I was here, right? There's a, a standard that I have in my life and I know Trav has in his life that is even when shit hits the fan in other areas, this is the minimum that I'll accept from myself um, throughout the week. And there's almost, there's a mental nagging if you start like, if it gets close, like for me, it's at the moment, depending on the weather, it's probably like six to 8,000 steps a day. And if I've had a day where I've been like really still by kind of like two o'clock, my mind's just like, come on, bro, what's going on? Got to get that walk in. And so you almost have this mental boss that takes over in those times. It's like the opposite of the mental bitch. It's like when you're starting to bitch out and you're standing, it's like, come on, bro, you fucking said that you were going to do this. You haven't, you haven't done your walks yet. You haven't moved around a lot. What are you doing? You're going to be a couch potato. You're going to have an ass imprint in that chair for the rest of your life. And that's where you're going to be you're stuck to that chair. What if you set up some super glue? You can never walk again. All right, get up, go for a walk, get out of the chair. But having a set of standards is not something that you just throw the highest level at that you're not used to ever doing. And all of a sudden you'll stick to it because it's your standard. But the more you identify with being a fit dad, the more you identify with that identity, the higher your standards will become over time. You need to start with at least a base level of, you know what, I'm not going to fucking go to McDonald's anymore, or I'm going to stop drinking beers on the weekdays, right? No one needs to fucking drink midweek. No one needs, like, it's, I don't care what your fucking job is. Drinking beers is not going to help you. I don't care how much you think it helps you relax. The issue that it brings up with your sleep is a whole nother fucking, probably episode four or five, we talked about sleep and recovery. It's not fucking worth it. And maybe that's the first thing that you do. I'm not going to drink midweek and I'm going to stop getting Maccas or takeaway, or I'm only going to get takeaway once a week, right? That might be the standard that you set initially and then you can ratchet it up over time over time over time but it is committing to a minimum standard that is above your current level of behavior that is what allows you to ratchet it up to actually achieve the result that you want um but you have to commit to that standard you can't just 
wishy-washy, oh, my standard is I go to the gym three times a week. No, you fucking don't. Don't lie to me, right? <laughs> it, it, don't, don't lie to you. More importantly, don't lie to don't yourself. Don't lie to yourself. Yeah, that's the biggest like, thing is, is people just, they, like, I, I they get shown this, that mirror. Yeah, man. I hear this all the time. Like, um, I talk to Liv and I talk to her cousin about, like, Jem. Um, Jem will do something interesting that she's like – her internal dialogue, you know, say she drinks too much and she'd be like, oh, I'd never want to drink again or I'm never going to drink again. I was like, you can't actually say that. Mm. You can't say I'm never going to drink again because you are going to drink again. And then when you say you're not going to do something, no matter how silly it is, okay, and then you still do it, then you're still creating a I don't follow through with my word in your brain, mm. your subconscious. It's like, well, now my word has no meaning to me. And we say this all the time. So, you know, you have to, your spoken word, your internal word, like, please be impeccable. You know, one of the four agreements, as you said, be impeccable with your word. If you say you're going to wake up at a certain time, wake up. If not, don't say you're going to wake up at that time. Like, it is so simple. Don't press snooze. Now you're, as soon as you press snooze, you start your day with a lie. Now you're a liar. You lie. It is what it is. You start as a lie. And then all the lies just start going from that one lie. Right? Like, and like, I'm not a liar. I just press snooze. Well, did you say you're going to get up? Yes, I did. Well, did you get up? No, I didn't. Then you're a liar. Okay. Yeah. And you have to own that. And you have to be so true. Hey, Emmy. Uh, you have to be so true um, with this. You have to understand that it's just the littlest lies mm. actually can turn into the big lies as well. Right. Because mm -hmm. all of a sudden it's like, oh, just press snooze. Oh, well. Oh, I just was going to, you know, eat this salad. Oh, well. Oh, I was going to go to training, but now I have no energy. Yeah. Because you scroll your phone at night and you don't go to sleep. And then you say you're going to wake up and you don't. And then you have a burger instead of a salad. And then, you know, all the lies just compound because you don't have integrity. And you have to understand with standards, it requires measurement. Okay. If not, how do you know you hit your standards? So you need to measure maybe your sleep or maybe your steps or maybe the amount of times you train or maybe, you know, as you get more into it, the accuracy or the things you measure change. Maybe it's the volume you're lifting inside your workouts or how far you run um, or the quality of your sleep, right? Mm -hmm. As we get more into it, the, the measurement standards start to shift. But at the start, just you can go macro picture. I'm going to train three times a week. Okay, cool. I'm going to do 6,000 steps. A day. Okay, cool. Um, you know, I'm going to eat a certain amount of calories. Okay, cool. Um, or a certain amount of protein, whatever it is, but you have to have a set of standards to then improve those standards and you have to measure those first standards to improve. And those first set of standards will take you so far and you have to be mentally tough to hit them. And then when you increase those standards to make them harder, cause we do hard things because doing hard things is the essentially what mentally tough people do. We make the standards harder and we rise to the plate or we step up to the plate and sometimes we'll strike out, but you step back up to the plate and you hit a home run. All right. Because, but you're never going to hit the home run if you're just sitting in the grandstand watching everyone else play the fucking game. And mm. I think that is what so many people do. Um, but we need to, in life, we are theological beings like me, like, happy people have goals, right? That is science. <laughs> that is the science. Happy people have goals. So if you don't have a goal right now, set the fucking goal, okay? 
because happy people have goals. And even if you don't achieve the goal, it's not the achievement of the goal that actually creates the happiness. It's who you become on the process to achieving the goal, which increases well-being, which is the new measurement of happiness, right? We don't want to be happy because otherwise there's is hedonic adaptation and all the rest of it. Because when you achieve the goals, oh, good abs. So yeah, feel good for like fucking two seconds. But who you became, like literally, mate. You you're feel waiting like for shit the rest yeah, of the exactly. Time. Like if you if you're feeling if you think getting abs or something like that is going to make give you happiness, like dude, that's not happiness whatsoever. But it's who you became. It's like doing the hard things. It's like getting up and it's like going for that run, even though you didn't want to. It's like being true to your word. It's you know inspiring others. It's being the role model for your kids. Like all these other things, like the in the journey. That's what gives you happiness and well-being. And all of a sudden, just some day you woke up and you had abs, right? But like your all that well-being and happiness comes because of who you had to be and become to get those abs, I think. But you never would have got those abs unless you sent that challenge to get those abs, right? Mm -hmm. So the happiness isn't the abs, it's the journey to get the abs, but the challenge was the abs, if that makes sense. There is an outcome where you try to achieve outcomes. Happiness always comes in the journey, which is the process. So guys, set big ass, scary as shit goals about challenges and goals, right? That are hard, that require you to be more than what you currently are right now. And then in the process of doing the hard shit daily, you are going to get happiness and well-being and mentally tough. And if it's an easy goal to achieve, that doesn't require mental toughness. It requires a mentally weak little bitch. But you're not listening to this podcast because you want to be a little bitch. You're listening to this podcast because you want to be fucking mentally tough and you want to take your life to the next level and to the best level of you. I think that the biggest, the last thing I want to say on this is it just requires being like, I want to revisit the point of just being honest with yourself. Um, I mean, beyond saying stuff like, oh, I'm never going to drink again, because it's a lot easier to say I'm never going to drink again versus saying um, next time I drink, I'm going to make sure I eat beforehand and I'll probably bring some waters in as well. And I won't have 12 glasses of wine. I'll have seven. Yeah, that That's not as sexy to say. But beyond that, when you and this is something I've noticed for a lot of people is they'll I mean, the word has been overused lately, but they will get triggered right? Um, there are people who use this, be like, oh, I saw a photo and it triggered me. And it's like, no, no, no. It just made you think of some stuff maybe you didn't want to think of or we weren't ready to address. Yeah, true. There are like, the, I feel like that word should be kind of reserved for, you know, actual, you know, mental health challenges and trauma mm. issues, as opposed to people using it these days. Like they talked to, they said the word mentally weak and that triggered me because I'm not weak and that's, they're weak, right? Like, fuck off, right? So, when it, but when you have those mirrors shown to you, you can either you know turn it back around, and be like, no, that's not me, and just run away from it, or you can be like, whoa, hang on, this is bringing up some stuff for me. Yeah. What what is it? Why am I having such a strong reaction to this? There's there's all sorts of things will happen, right? Where you'll um you know you might respond negatively to your wife when she says something innocuous. I used to have arguments with my dad all the time whenever he would bring up um finances. And whenever he would bring up money and ask me like how I'm doing money wise, because this is like when I was way younger, I was like, I was getting paid 500 bucks a week. Um, net, uh, no, yeah, net, no, gross 500 bucks a week. Um, I was working four hours a day as an assistant and I was just like, all right, cool. I'm going to take out a hundred bucks a week at the pub. 
every Friday night and I went and got a couple of got hundred bucks worth of pints and whatever leftover went on Macca's had drunken at the end of the night. Um, and so I didn't really have much in terms of savings. I wasn't making that much money, but I was just, you know, just enjoying life as like a 19, 20 year old, whatever. And he, whenever he would bring up a conversation about money, I would get super defensive and I wasn't really aware enough of my own emotions and my own mental state to realize that I was being, you know, all this stuff was being brought up for me, triggered for lack of a better word, um, because I wasn't in a good place. And when he wanted to have the conversation about it, rather than be open and honest, be like, yeah, you know what, dad, this is where I've been spending my money. And, you know, I know it hasn't been the best and I haven't been making the best financial decisions, but, you know, these, I've just been making these choices. It was easier for me to be defensive and go, nah, shut up. Why are you talk to me about this for? Go away, dad. Right? Like, you'd just be like a sullen teenager. But most of us are like that around our health and fitness. You, you know, someone says, hey, right now you're, men you're mentally weak and you're fat. That's where you're at right now. And rather than be like, yeah, you know what? I'll probably let myself go. Like, oh, wow, that, that hits a chord for me. Yeah, I, you know what? I've probably been less than impeccable with my word. Uh, yeah, it's, this isn't an attack on anyone. This is not, we're not trying to tear anyone down, but it's just a, it's a mirror, right? So if anything we're talking about bring some stuff up for you, then you're going to be like, what is this bringing up in me? Why is it, why is it sort of coming up for me? And uh, then address it and be real with it and be like, yeah, you know what? Maybe I have been a little bit mentally weak, but our ego doesn't like us to admit weakness and doesn't like us to admit the, you know, the fact that sometimes we're not perfect and we don't do everything right. And we take that as um, criticism and we use that criticism and we're like, oh, and then we try to ignore it and say, no, we're, we're awesome and smart. We're everything, we have all these reasons and all these circumstances. That's why we're, we are the way that we are. Rather, it's not our own actions and behavior because you haven't really dealt with the idea of accepting criticism, accepting feedback in order to grow. Rather, your ego is trying to protect you from any criticism or judgment and just allow you to be safe because a lot of people feel like judgment and criticism is a reflection of who they are and it makes them a failure and then they don't want to be that person. But that's not what we're saying, right? You're not a failure because you're in this situation. You're not a failure because you've let yourself you know, get overweight. It's more of a failure to hear this and go, no, yeah, it was external circumstances and shut it out. That's the only way you really fail. Whereas if you take it on board and you say, yeah, actually, you know what? I have had, you know, mistakes in the past that I've made, but I'm willing to give it a go and I'm willing to better myself. That's the message that we're trying to get out of this. Dude, I think, you know, one, you t we're talking about like a fixed-based mindset or a growth-based mindset with that. Like there's two different types of mindsets in people. There's a fixed-based, which believes that, you know, their circumstances are what they are. They see feedback. They see like when we're looking at feedback as criticism and their ego pipes up and they shut down. They literally shut down to it and they turn away from the conversation rather than a growth-based mindset. They're open to learning. They understand that what they've done in the past might not have been the best way to do it. And they have the humility to learn a new way or try a new way to achieve their goals. And they see as all that feedback as opportunities for growth. So they have to choose, am I being a fixed-based bitch or a growth-based boss <laughs> um, to, to identify with these these two like you know dialogues and ways of thinking. And um, the reason why I'm using such harsh language today, okay, because I am consciously using harsher language than any other podcast that we've done, but I'm doing it for a reason because it's about mental toughness. Okay, today is about mentally tough people, and I need to be more harsh with my word to hit a chord with you on a topic like this, okay? 
And if you go, that guy's a dick, like, cool. Hopefully I triggered something. <laughs> like, hopefully I did. Hopefully today I triggered something to change your life. And, you know, I don't care if I am the person you hate and I change your life or I'm the person you love and I change your life as long as I change your life. And that's it for me. I don't care about you liking me. Damn, drop the mic. <laughs> like, but it's the truth, dude. Um, as accountability, like I think, you know, and say this to wrap it up, I was like, some of the guys messaged me after last week's podcast, some of the clients and they're like, Oh dude, was that podcast for me? Like getting back on track. I was like, dude, if you thought it was for you, then yes, it was yes, yeah. like, and, and if you think this podcast today is for you, then yes, it is. I'm talking about you. Hmm. I'm talking about you. You're mentally weak right now. And that's your issue. Right. And to achieve the goals that you want to achieve, you need to be mentally tough. And it is as simple as that. Mental toughness doesn't happen overnight. It happens over time. Okay. Yeah. It's not a 21 day challenge to fucking mental toughness. Like there is no, it, it's a f infinite game. It's not finite. It's like, oh, I'm mentally tough now. Yep. Okay. I tick that box. Good to go. Let's go achieve the, the next, like it's, it's an infinite game. You're constantly challenging yourself. You're constantly striving to become the best version of you because you never achieve the, you know, you're running towards the sunset. You never achieve the sunset. Just keep shifting. So does the mentally tough version of you. Just going to keep shifting. So does the health. It just keeps shifting. This is an infinite game until your day you're dead, right? It is what it is. Then I guess it's finite, but it's infinite while you're living. Um, but for all of us out there, we need to do hard things daily to challenge yourself to step up to the plate. And if you have, a, if it's you having a cold shower first thing of the day, just to prove that you can do something hard, and that sets you on a, the task of ticking the box. Every time you do something that is the is a challenge and one of your stands, and you do it. You need to say to yourself, "That's just like me." Done. I did that. Like literally say, "That's just like me." Every time I go for a run, it's just like me. Every time I meditate, that's just like me, because I'm reaffirming to myself and my subconscious mind. It is just like me to do the shit that I don't want. I don't want to fucking meditate. Like there is so many things I don't, I could do more than meditate. For me, mental toughness, meditation is about my mental toughness because it's doing something I don't want to do. Mm. I know there's so many positive um, benefits from meditating. There's so many positive benefits. So I do it, but I need to be mentally tough to do it because I can find all the things in the world. I'd rather go for a run than meditate. Right, hundred percent. I'd rather I'd rather wash the dishes and meditate. Like, but yeah. I do it because it's important for me. I'm a better person when I meditate. Like, mm -hmm. it is night and day. My ability to control my emotions, my ability to uh, be creative, my ability to communicate better with my family when I meditate. Like, my ability ability to stick to my diet when I, like all these positive things. I still find it hard to do. Right? I just it's just it's just who I am at the moment that I'm trying to shift. So I meditate daily. And then I know one day I'll wake up and meditating won't be as hard. It might be in five years. It might be in 10 years. I don't care, but I will keep doing it until I love it. And that's fine. So get challenges, do them daily, be mentally tough about them. Do them even when you don't want to do them. Cause that's the most important thing. If you miss a day, never miss twice and get some accountability of someone who's going to hold the mirror up to your face not placate you and your shitty ass decisions on a daily days basis and go, it's all right. But they say to you instead, it's not all right. You're better than this. Lift your fucking game because you're not going to achieve the results that you want 
by not doing the work that you need to do. Okay. And accountability is crucial once we're trying to achieve our results because they're going to keep you accountable to becoming mentally tough. And I think for me, that's everything I wanted to say about this today, mate. Yeah. The final point on mental toughness for me is I'm going to set you a one task that um, I know a lot of you have thought about doing, but you haven't done, which is leaving a review and rating a five stars of the <laughs> podcast and uh, liking the video and leaving a comment if you're on YouTube. But I know a lot of people that listen to said, oh yeah, I love the episodes. They were great. I haven't seen that many reviews come through. So here's your mental, mentally tough things. Guess what? Oh, I've got to go into the app. I've got to find where to click five stars. And then I've got to type at least 20 words. Oh yeah. Look, if that's your level of mental toughness right now, all right, this is your first challenge to become mentally tough. Fucking leave us a five star rating and review. Leave us a one star. Say, fuck them. They called me mentally tough. I don't care. Give me the, uh, <laughs> give, give me, then I can uh, replay that in my head in the morning when I go to the gym. Yeah, exactly. Me, I'll make a mixtape out of your shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Give me a PR. Um, but for real, those little things, these little things are uh, what matters. So leave a five-star rating review. Let us know how you uh, enjoyed it. Any other things that you want to hear us talk about as well? Um, any of the challenges that you're dealing with that you're like, nah, I, I feel like this is unique or I feel like uh, you know, a lot of people would benefit from hearing this because if you've got the problem, other people probably have that problem as well. Um, so we can help reach a lot more dads by doing that and share it with a friend, share it with someone and say, hey, uh, don't send it to them and be like, hey, you're mentally weak. Listen to this podcast. Just be like, oh, this, this really... I reckon this really helped me get my fire back. Yeah, I reckon it'll help you too. Um, yeah, don't just send it to them and be like, you need this little bit. <laughs> and guys, remember, whether you love me or you hate me, I'm here to change your life. And so is Jace. And, you know, we're going to just keep it real and we're going to keep it honest. We'll keep it raw. And we're going to tell you the truth. We're not going to mark around with words. We're just going to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. And mm -hmm. that is the Fit Day Podcast, guys. And we will chat to you next week. See you guys. Peace out.